listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. We are doing a review of the Disney Plus series Hawkeye from Marvel. With me as always is... The other Cam who finally watched (laughs) Spider-Man. As well as... Uh, This is Josh. No, AKA this time. Keep it low-key, you know. And... Oh, this is D, and I'm always the professor. Always, (laughs) always, always. Can't be anything else. So the boringest Avenger has his own TV show. Controversy already. Yo, gotta come out swinging. Gotta come out swinging. He is not the boringest. He is not the boringest Avenger. That we know who the boringest Avenger is, and he, and he's he's taking up the Captain American. American. Uh, wow. 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 You know what? Wow. If I keep my brother's keeper, <laughs> Hawkeye, for being a human, has done some. The, we'll talk later. The <laughs> wow, yo. Oh, oh. Okay. Hawkeye has confirmed what I thought should have happened. In the previous Marvel movies, when they were dealing with post Ronin, mm. he should have been in jail for all this crap he was doing. I was like, "How you get a free pass?" <laughs> facts, facts. Like, because nobody murdering. knew he was Ronin. Yeah. I'm gonna say that because no knew. shield and all them knew he was Ronin. They was just like, "You know what? You saved the world." And we don't need him. He was, he was wilding, and I was wow. like, "How is he? Wow! How is he able to just come back and be like, oh, it's cool? Yeah, wow. <laughs> and no repercussions." So we're talking about Hawkeye, and so this is uh, post in game. You know, everyone's back. The five year blip. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Hawkeye's in New York. He's with his fam. He's seeing this hilarious freaking Rogers musical. That shit was actually pretty Man. stupid. Yo, the, the fact that they were so serious about it and made it like legit, like got real actors from Broadway, yeah. wrote a whole song, set pieces. Like my favorite part was when Ant Man shows up, and then Hawkeye's like, "That dude wasn't there." <laughs> yeah, because it's the Battle of New York. Uh, yeah. Um. So we get Hawkeye. He's in New York. He's kind of trying to trying to catch up. He's being family man. He's cool. And then then we introduced to uh, a new quote unquote Hawkeye named Kate Bishop. Kind of a spoiled rich girl. Um. And circumstances basically have the Ronin um, suit getting dropped into her hand. She actually uses it to help people, but then by doing that, that exposes Ronin again to being out into the world. We all know Ronin was wilding out for the five years during the blip, freaking killing mad uh, Yakuza's and freaking like terrorist cells and gangs and all this other random shit, kind of like what Cam said. He was wilding. <laughs> so now this kind of kicks Hawkeye back into gear because he's like, yo, one, he lost the suit. Two, he's kind of like, okay, who the hell is this? And then three, he doesn't realize, I don't think the person that has the suit realizes how heavy this is. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how our setup is. And to that uh, thing, I actually liked it because, you know, Jeremy Renner's acting is very like wooden and kind of like kind of flat sometimes. And Haley Stanfield is literally the exact opposite. She's like fun. She's bubbly. She has kind of a nice personality. Not too bad in the action tip. Props to her for that. And mm-hmm. um, I thought that they did a good pairing of them together. And it was actually kind of fun where like I think Marvel kind of finally figured out their pacing situation because this was a tight six episodes. Yeah. They try to keep it. They keep the pacing and the narrative pretty forward. And as well as they kept the ground level. There's no suit yeah. and cape. There's no freaking cosmic shit. It's literally humans trying to do better and kind of going from there. I would say this. The cool part about 
this Hawkeye series. I one again, I had no expectation. I totally forgot it was on, and I binged it. Um, but they gave Kate Bishop's origin story how she got good in the credit intros. You saw she was doing the archery. You saw yeah. she was doing jujitsu. You saw she was a gymnast. Yep. So there was no explanation into her backstory after you see the intro of her being there when the uh, the aliens invaded in the first Avengers, right? Yep. And then she goes on this path to become essentially her inspiration, Hawkeye, right? Um, that's cool. Uh, I I was low key annoyed at her character because she was just doing the most, and I was like, mm-hmm. yo. <laughs> She like she's agitating me, but I mean it worked. But it was just like, oh god, like why did you? Do it was on purpose. She was supposed to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, bugging me out, man. So I was like, man, I'd have kicked her to the curb um, immediately. But um, what was cool that I didn't expect, but remembered was when I watched the end of Black Widow movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saw. I can't think of that character's name by uh, Julia Dreyfus. Uh, Quintessa? Is it Quintessa? Yeah, Yeah. Madam Hydra. So she introduces and gives the plants to see for uh, Natasha's sister to go hunt Clint Barton. And I forgot about that. And then in episode four or five, she busts up and see him. I'm like, who the hell is this extra character? And I boom. I was like, ah. And that's when it got interesting to me. I was like, okay. Now we got some depth, and it kind of introduced some more opportunity for some Daredevil, maybe some Spider Man. Oh yeah, some Blade. Brown level so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we, exactly. we they Even left Punisher. the world. Yeah, and Punisher. Yeah, because because of the uh, spoiler alert, Kingpin's uh, reveal near the end, and he's behind all the scene, which is cool because essentially he's behind everything. But yeah. like that's the cool thing, and I like the fact that. Marvel for each of these shows kind of gives a flashback point of view from a different perspective on each side, showing like what happened during this end and the, how this character came apart. So it flashbacks to 2012 when the alien invasion, we see the eyes and perspective of this little girl of what happened instead of the Avengers point of view. You know, I always like that, that each show that they have, they kind of give some perspective either during a blip, post blip, pre blip, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that's cool. But I overall, I enjoyed it. Wasn't great. But it wasn't bad at all, and it was very watchable. Like I was yeah. like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, Yelena, yeah. yeah, Yelena definitely like stole the show when she popped up, and like, yeah. yeah, she she stole the show in Black Widow. Like Black Widow's like whatever, but like her yeah. and, David, and David Arbor made it like watchable and fun. And I mean, yeah. when yeah. she showed up, when she showed up, it was kind of the same thing. Like the moment that she was there, you're like, yes. And then her interaction with Kate Bishop was just so much fun. And like you yeah. can tell that both of them like really want to be there, so they can mm-hmm. just, they're like enjoying just like chewing up the screen the whole time. Yeah, I think the thing I enjoyed the most about it was the level of escalation. Like it started out, you know, ho kind of ho hum. You know, tracksuit mafia is not a threat. <laughs> they're, more, they're more comic relief than anything. Yo, I love that. Um, but yeah, that is that is actually a great name. Um, but then you know, as things progress and think more things happen, you start to add on more villains. Echo shows up, then that's an escalation. Then you know, it, you you find you know the 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 sort of shakiness of her mom and um, and this dude that was that was kind of sort of the swordsman but not quite. Um, then you know, Yelena shows up, massive escalation, and then the Kingpin shows up, and you're just like kind of knocked off your feet. Yep. Um, 
just the just from from top to bottom, I thought it was a really good a really good effort. It kept Clint Barton interesting, which is not easy considering how they started out uh, with him with Avengers. They kind of did him really raw and dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they took basically you know one of the lower tier non cape non you know lasers shooting out of his no out of his nostrils uh, <laughs> characters and kept him in, not only made him interesting but kept him interesting across six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I commented I think to D'Angelo and Cam that I kind of felt like his uh, like um, Renner's performance was a little wooden, but consider considering that he's playing a character who's had PTSD and the only time that he gets sort of bubbly and effusive is around his kids kind of makes sense when you look at it from, when you look at it through that lens, um, it, it, it does work and he sells the hell out of it. And I think the fact that Haley Steinfeld is so bubbly and, you know, just the opposite (laughs) of what he's being the entire time sort of makes his, uh, his performance, uh, and what's affecting him throughout the show, throughout the six episodes, kind of stand out more. But overall, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good show. I thought it kept it. In, I thought it kept things interesting. It kept up and it kept adding stakes to the to the show. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can say about bad about his yeah. his. You know, anytime he shows up, his, he, he automatically escalates everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think Hawaiian shirt Kingpin was a little weird, but you know, yeah, whatever. It, it, you know, it was what it was. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll live with it. Um, I thought Echo was great. I don't know that there was enough there to give her her own show, but all right, okay, I guess. Oh, she's getting her own show. I thought oh, didn't she get the, her own show, Cam? That's the rumor. I think. I think that's one of those like you know like. No, next. I thought that was a. I thought that was a thing. Um, when they did the what you call it? Um, oh, the reveal when they did all the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was one oh, of the shows. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. I, I, yeah, I, I thought. Echo, that, I, heard, Echo, I heard that was a thing, but I didn't know if it was like a for sure thing. But yeah, I think maybe. Echo, yeah. I thought Echo. I thought they had like a full graphic for it and the whole bit. Like they were like, yeah, coming in twenty twenty whatever the hell they're gonna do it wait um, was, that, was echo with the one with the prosthetic leg yes yeah exactly the deaf girl yeah yeah oh yeah she's part of the yep she's part of the rollout of the new thing i mean the thing about echo which is interesting is um so i knew the story of what they were going to introduce with echo which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. and how that how that kind of played out so i knew a lot of that some of those bits um i thought i wish they could have gave her something more to do again that's that like we were talking about before um, mm-hmm. But like, I could see her getting her own show. She's a woman. She's deaf. She's a, a one leg. Like they're literally cr- tra- tra- just like crossing all the boxes off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, nice classic MCU. But she's she was she was dope in action. She was killing it, and I think that part was uh, really really fresh. I think mm-hmm. um, the. I think her. I think her kind of her arc is kind of a little probably the weaker point. I think the over the whole overall series. I thought she was dope, but like the kind of like the resolution of what she was kind of doing was kind of like limping along a little bit. And I think the um, the going back to oh uh, the other uh, stealing of the show the uh, the backup of the Larpers those dudes were hilarious. Oh, the Larpers! <laughs> that, yeah, was, that was yeah, great yeah. comment. comment that, was, that was a good like one off thing where I'm like oh this is silly and then they actually like made them like like functional like oh. One just happens to work at the police station. Like, get my arrows back. Oh, another one works at fire. So good, good, good on them for like, you know, using a silly concept and actually making it work. 
Yeah, I thought overall um, the show was good. I, all, everything that everybody's saying, it was really watchable. I waited until it got to, I think, five in, and then I just binged it. And then so by that time, I was caught up for the finale. Um, so I think overall this, the story worked, all the introductions and the stakes and things. I liked it. Like you guys pointed out the fact that it was grounded and kept uh, on that level, instead of trying to, you know, add in the cosmic or add in the uh, uh, the bigger sort of Avengers level threats or anything like that. Um, I thought that the only problem I had with the narrative was the I didn't think that the mob stuff worked as or the crime syndicate stuff worked as well. It was a little underbaked for me. I thought that. Kingpin and the introduction to Kingpin was great. Definitely solid. I thought that was like the definitive Kingpin. Like just if Marvel, if the the way that Netflix grounded him, like MCU took those sort of layers off, like Kingpin usually is wearing his, you know, a vest underneath and he's using, he's like, super strong and athletic and durable and like to the point where it almost looks freakishly uh superhuman like yeah. you know like when Kate mm-hmm. charges him and he's just like get off me yeah like, okay hold on so that was the one thing i had i was like kingpin is notorious for like murdering people like just mm. yeah. like yeah. it took a punisher daredevil type dude to whoop him and to see I don't know how good Kate is martial art. I mean, she's good. She knows jujitsu and stuff like that. But to see her kind of hold her own and the kingpin don't really just murder her right off the spot by grabbing her throat, breaking her neck. You know what I'm saying? Because she can't break his grip. Yeah. Right. Um, right, right. You know? So right. It, it was kind of like kingpin had a lapse in judgment and underestimated her uh, in a sense because he shouldn't have got bested in hand-to-hand combat because yeah, he's, he's basically – inhumanly strong yes and it does have that kevlar vest on yeah and i think also i think with that i think the other thing is yeah i think it's like one he underestimates her and then two she does get her ass whooped she kind of just outsmarts him roughly yeah Um, yeah no he kicks her he kicks her the shit out of her i mean uh the the i think to cam's point i think in the writing is why position her in that, put her in that position in the first place. I get you had Clint dealing with Elena and that's a whole thing, but um, it seemed like it would, it would be very simple for Kingpin to snap Kate's neck and then go finish off the mom without giving it a, a second thought, especially considering that, now at this point she is involved in his business. She is disrupting, trying to disrupt his business. Uh, so it probably wouldn't have been, it probably would have been more like that. He would have just broke her and then finished the mother off. I also yeah, want to exactly. know one more thing, Yelena versus Kate. Uh, and I think this is because Yelena actually likes Kate because she can't beat a widow. No, no, oh, no. She wasn't trying to kill her. She was yeah, that's, to what kill her. Was, yeah. that's what I was like. Yeah. This fight is a little too <laughs> no, 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 for no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could and tell I think- that she took it. So you could tell that she took a shine to um to Kate. Yeah. In the episode where she breaks into her apartment and she's like yakking it up with her and like making macaroni and cheese and all of that. Yeah. Like that, that to me that that and, and that set the stage for her not just wasting her outright. Yeah. When, yeah. when, when she arrives to try to take yeah. out uh when she arrives to try to take out her mother. I yeah. shouldn't have saw that as a surprise because Yelena's been pragmatic 
even in the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. she's a widow, she's always been like funny, yeah. more sensible than her older sister Natasha, who's more serious. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like you, you always pose like this and stuff like that. So she's <laughs> oh, been yeah, kind of yeah. like that. So to see, see her, she's great. like my first time in New York. Can you show me around? Girl talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's cool. No, she, that, she, she's, she's really straightforward in that sense. She's yeah. like, I don't got no beef with you, so I don't have a reason to kill you, yeah. but I need I need some answers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I love exactly. when she was uh when they there when Kate's like stop stop like, no no we not gonna do this like why don't let's just go out and have a drink oh, let's buy a drink huh? and then uh uh Yelena's just like like yeah yeah that's cool we can do that after I kill Clint <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mission's first the mission yeah first. it was yeah. like she eyes on the, on on the, on the prize yeah. also too I like that with um Yelena. Especially when they're in the the macaroni scene, um, and then Kate Bishop was like, "Yeah, you know, I almost killed you," and she started laughing. Yeah, <laughs> she's like insulted. <laughs> I love you. I just love. It, it, it was like that 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 Jordan uh, me when he looks at the iPad like. Gary Payton was like, oh, he played good defense? <laughs> like, right. exactly. exactly. I guess that. <laughs> so I, I just looked it up. Um, so Echo definitely is a, is an official spinoff from Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Okay, that could be interesting. There's not enough there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. Because even in the comics, like... Uh, in the comics, she's a foil to uh, Daredevil. The whole scene with mm-hmm. uh, that ending scene with Wilson Fix, there it, that's in the comics as well. Like she mm-hmm. finds out that Kingpin's been doing all the shit behind the scenes. That's yeah, always. she doesn't kill him. I think she just blinds him when she yeah, shoots him. Yeah, she right? blinds him. So she shoots him in the face. Kingpin's blind, and then she kind of goes on her own. That is then, wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, so, like, that shows how strong that fool is to take exactly a, like a gunshot straight to the face. And yeah, there's no scenario the where they ever where anybody's going to. Kill kill the kingpin. It's just exactly. not going to happen. I don't and see so, it. And then in the comics, what ends up kind of happening is she's kind of like a, almost like a secret Avenger at point. So she gets, she actually gets the Ronin suit and they send her on like secret missions when they need shit done or whatever, whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they do because even in the comics, they didn't really fully flesh her out too much to have some interesting stuff. Like she doesn't really have any notable villains or any other like sidekick. So it could be almost like a fresh start that can kind of do anything. Mm-hmm. So that could be a good thing. Yeah. But she's I'm really like curious to see from DC a little bit. She's, yeah, exactly. That's she's actually a good, like a, a very good uh, comparison. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was gonna say the only other thing too. I think, um, it, oh, and then also the whole uh, Rolex uh, Rolex watch with uh, Barton's wife, kind of alluding that she's a uh, mockingbird, essentially. That's what that. That's what that was. That whole thing. Wait, 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 wait. So, so, so. Okay. That's the part I was confused on. What's the deal with the watch? So the watch was basically um, an agent's watch that has all their information and da 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 blah 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 blah. He had to get it because it got it was up for auction. So that's why at the end he gives it back to her as on some like that. And if you look on the inside, it says nineteen, which means her name her her, her signature was Agent Nineteen. Mm-hmm. And so in the comics, wait, 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 in in Hawkeye. Is Mockingbird shown or just referenced to? They just they don't they didn't even reference. They just kind of they say yeah yeah they don't say Mockingbird because basically in the comics Mockingbird and, and Hawkeye are like an item. They got married a time blah blah blah. So in the MCU they never really say what his wife is, but you know she's an agent because she speaks Russian. She's understanding. She knows about the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Like she's intimately involved in all Avengers stuff. She she knows yeah. the deal. She's aiding him. Yeah, so she knows what's up. Yeah. But they don't tell her what who she is or what she is. So the rumor slash theory is that she is Mockingbird retired or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, because I was like, she, she was a little too cool about, uh, I was like, she's an understanding ass wife knowing everything. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's wife of the year. 
So quick question. Did in, in the comics, do they ever fold Mockingbird into S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, p- uh, plenty of times. So she's oh, like, dude, oh, she was, they did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she would work for Shield for a long time and then she would be out. She's kind of like she's like more of a Shield agent than like a Black Widow. Like Black Widow will bounce back and forth because she's an assassin, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But then well, she was never a Black more, Widow. She was a she was an Avenger. Yeah, so she was more like an Avenger and a Shield agent and then kind of hop back and forth from that. So okay, okay. she was a lot more into Shield than like uh than like Black Widow would be of essentially. Um, okay, okay, I see what you said. Yeah. So that was the other the aspect of it. And then the only thing that was loose in that that got tied up is um Swordbaster, he has the um the the Ronin sword. That's the only thing that never showed back up again. Because he picked it up and he tried to he tried he like, you know, uh threatened Barton with it when they when they broke into the mansion, but then they never showed that sword again for the rest of the duration. I thought he broke out with it when when he was in the house. Like yeah. when he left when um Barton when Kate's mom throws him out of the house. Oh, he you're somehow right. Made he use it to, yeah, didn't he use it against Maya at the end? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, right. That's okay, how he got it. He that. fights her with that sword. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Who who's Swordmaster in this? Oh, uh, uh, Jack Dalton. Yeah, the, yeah, the dude with the mustache. Yeah. Oh, he's Swordmaster. Yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. Yeah, they just okay, don't. Cool. Use that. I mean, yeah, they kind of play with it a little bit, but he's not like an active. They sort of use him as a decoy because yeah. he is a villain, but they use him. They don't really use him in this. Yeah, because yeah, they kind of made him like they made him like kind of a hero in a sense. Yeah, kind of like the red yeah. herring, and then he kind of redeems himself. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, now this, but that's like an event, a deep Avengers cut. That's like a, yeah. an Avengers deep cut, rather, because he's like early, early, like yeah, sixties Avengers. Yeah, sixty brought it back in the seventies, I think, and then probably the eighties too. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say overall to wrap it up is that, like, um, you know, taking the second boringest Avenger, Cam, uh, and making them enjoyable <laughs> and, and, and watchable. Gave why are you slandering? More... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why you're slandering Hawkeye like this. Because it, it in, the, is in, the, in the in the comics, the reason why I say this is because the one thing I have to say for Hawkeye in the comics is in the last say ten years, they've actually kind of his personality is actually more fun. Like he's a lot more joking. He has like he's like he's actually like even the story they built this around with Kate Bishop, like that story is actually pretty dope. Um, and so it's like the way they adapted into this story actually worked out well because I think they I think they kind of did um, underserve Hawkeye in most of the movies because he's kind of mm-hmm. like a very like kind of flat kind of character mm-hmm. and then he's he's supposed to be the you know the the heart of the team and that kind of stuff so I thought that they used they actually utilize it in the show a little bit better where you know like I said showing the PTSD showing them with his kids and that kind of stuff and so I think one of my favorite Hawkeye stories in the comics is uh, Tales of Suspense with him and Winter Soldier and like they're their back and forth uh, banter is like super hilarious. It's done really well <laughs> by uh, by Matt Rosenberg, which is, is freaking dope, dude. But hey, hold on, he, he uh, sorry, go back. Uh, Jack is called Swordsman, not Swordmaster. Oh yeah, Swordsman. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my fault. You guys were yeah. thinking Sportsmaster. I know. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like that's another character that shouldn't be working, but he is. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Um, but yeah, so I thought that they they did a good job and by this kind of convinced me a little bit more about the next slate of things that are coming up that could be kind of interesting where characters i was like i don't know how you guys are going to do that but then now that i've seen this i'm like oh okay maybe mm-hmm. maybe you got something maybe you got something and also with the new uh them including cameo wise and you know this is spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the new spider-man but you know just the the bringing back in the uh netflix uh marvel uh uh uh, heroes, you know, yeah. uh, yes, yes, 
And I think that what the what you saw in Hawkeye is that they they clearly have a plan for that, and they are doing it in a way that is making sense, and also not having to uh, explain what was going on in the Netflix world. And I think a part of that is with the knowledge that probably not a lot of not many of their core audience watch those shows. Uh, in terms of like that Disney MCU core audience, I don't yeah, think they paid as close attention to the Daredevil season one, two, three, Jessica Jones, one, two, yeah. Luke, um, as much as like we the were movies and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the movies and things. So with that in mind, there's a, a, a big chance for a fresh start. That's why I, I, I like that you didn't need any references of Kingpin from the the show he didn't have to go say anything oh you know when i battle yep. Matt, uh the, the, the daredevil or that you know anything like that there's that gap is wide enough to where it's like you can feel that with however you you know at the end of season three of daredevil or maybe that just is a multiverse type of thing where that happens yeah and i like he just shows up he just shows up and he's the kingpin and everyone knows who he is that that, that was what i liked about him so to wrap this fun. up you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't need to be it, it doesn't need to be anything more than that for me mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think if i have just one last quick uh quick quick point i think if there's one disappointment i had it's that um that uh that Julia Louis Dreyfus didn't show up considering mm-hmm. how heavily she played with um yes with Elena's storyline mm-hmm. like that would have yeah. been cool for her to show up but, but also you know. she's been big on the ground level stuff she was in Winter Soldier uh right. talking in Winter Soldier uh she was in Black Widow uh yeah. and she set things in motion so uh that's yeah it was that was that's a good point it was kind of disappointing that there wasn't at least another any more forward motion on that storyline on what's yeah. going on there. Nah, definitely. And so now to wrap this up, Cam, I'm giving you three minutes to give us your take on Spider-Man since you finally saw it. <laughs> 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 three minutes and go. <laughs> Spider-Man is solid, man. I mean, um, again, I was, I totally forgot that Charlie Cox Daredevil was in there and I was going to, chime in um to piggyback off d'angelo's i like how if they're gonna do this sprinkle the netflix marvel characters in this universe they mm-hmm. got daredevil and spider-man they have kingpin and the hawkeye show yep. if they if they want to bring back punisher and one of the spider-mans i'm okay with that as long as they don't bring iron fist character back and <laughs> i'm okay with Unless they improve on him somehow, and I'm okay with them bringing um, Luke Cage back, and in, in if some smaller variation to open mm-hmm. up that world, because mm-hmm. Netflix had a good thing going with those four in a sense, uh, with especially Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica yeah. Jones, and then Luke Cage, blah blah blah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so overall, Spider Man was fun. Um, it was kind of weird seeing Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He looked a little off, but it was <laughs> mm-hmm. nostalgic. I personally still like um, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker mm-hmm. um, because I, I relate him to when they touch on, like, I always liked it when they made in, in the DC Universe Batman a detective. Yeah. Mm. And, they, yep. and, they, and, 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 and the Andrew Garfield, they kind of touched on his intellect, you know what I'm yeah. saying, of, of creating the spider fluid to make the webbing and whatnot. 
Yeah. Um, but it was also interesting that in their world, Tobey Maguire, which didn't make sense, but it was now kind of in hindsight, it all works. It's like, yo, your spider web comes from your skin. That's crazy. We have to make ours. So I, it was cool in that aspect that different Spider-Mans have different things. And it, it, the overall theme is that they're Spider-Man, but they work a little tad bit differently. Mm-hmm. And um, I like uh, the big reveal in the end with uh, Venom. And good thing I did watch Venom in the end because that scene would have never made no sense to me mm-hmm. if I didn't watch Venom 2. Yeah. And now we're gonna it's gonna leave the door open for Venom, for Blade, for Morbius, yeah. uh, and all that. Um I gave it a strong eight, pushing nine. What? It, was, it, was, it was it was cool. Like I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan, but this was a, a better one because yeah, it, it confirmed what I thought when I saw Spider-Man flying into the center of six. I was like, there's no way in hell that's there's just one Spider-Man. There's gotta be like two others there. <laughs> um and and when I saw that scene, it was cool. Um, Green Goblin is a menace, and that was cool. I was concerned. I was. It was curious that they didn't bring John uh, James Franco character in there uh, because he was part of that. Uh, sure. And and, and it, you get to each. There was like two villains per each Spider Man in a sense, you know, which is kind of explains like, okay, this is my connection. Andrew Garfield's connection was to Electro and another character, uh, Doctor Connors. Yeah, where Toby was uh, Doc Ock and Sandman. Green Goblin and Sandman, Green Goblin and yeah. Sandman, Man. and then we got the newer one who's trying to fight all six of them. And again, it just goes back to my theory at the end: in order for this world to work, Spider Man needs to be unhappy. So overall, I give it a strong eight, and maybe I can be convinced to a nine, but I'm gonna give it an eight. It ain't perfect, uh, but it was cool. I enjoyed it. I left out. Like, yeah, it's cool, you know. I, again, having Daredevil in there <laughs> helped a lot because I was like, mm-hmm. yes, and that was a cool little scene that did a lot for me. So it, it was solid. I, I give it, a, give it an eight. Very watchable. I wouldn't watch it again in theaters because I don't need to, but um, it kind of tied some loose ends and left the door open for some other possibilities. And I and I like Venom. The movie's terrible, but I'm a Venom fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to see how they play that out with. So yeah, okay. You heard it here first. Cam Cam likes Spider Man. It was it was the, the best Spider Man. I'll say this: the best Spider Man is is the Miles Morales into the Spider Verse. That's the best Spider to me. Okay, well, live action sure. though. Live, live action, which is the best. I have Movie. to come back to that. I have to come mm. back to that. Man, yeah. we have to, we have to, that might have to be a separate pod. That's a good thing. Yeah. I, 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 I have to come back to that. I know what yeah. I'm thinking, but that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good, that'd be a fair pod to do. All right. So here we go. We got, we got to do the nice little review of Hawkeye. Cam came in with his, uh, the, the back door with the Spider Man review. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us. It's Blurred Lines. And we out. Peace. Peace.